Hello, and welcome. Coming to you from a cantina somewhere on Tatooine, I'm Josh. And I'm John, and this Jawa juice is uh, a little too bitter for my liking. Yeah, that's kind of why I stay away from it. Bantha hide in a drink? Ugh. Better than poodoo. But this is the Geek ETC Podcast, where we dive into all things you can geek out about. You know, uh, later this year, uh, me and my wife were taking a trip to Japan. What? Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited for that, especially from a you know geek culture standpoint. That's kind of the mecha capital of the world of geek culture. Well, Mecha Godzilla, yeah, for sure. Oh, he also he's also from there. there. Yeah, he's also from there. You have to watch out for them, though. He might step it's, on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's also called uh, Maga, or what is it? What is it? Manga. Manga is what it's called, right? Not Mecha. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Maga. not Maga. <laughs> pretty sure they, there's not a lot. That's a different subset Whoops. of the community. This is, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, manga. Yeah, Manga. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Anyway, um, it, that's fine, though, because they also have full-size Gundams there. So they'll be able to keep off uh, Mechagodzilla if he shows up. I don't know. I watched Pacific Rim the other day, and they didn't do the best job ever. But Well, those are really big kaiju, too. They were pretty mean. Category four. Right. Uh, I haven't seen two. I don't know if two was better or worse than the There's a Pacific one. Rim, too? Yeah. So that just ruined the ending for me of Pacific Rim 1. <laughs> well, it, I don't know if it takes place hundreds of years from then or not. but I just watched it because my kid loves, like, giant monsters and he want am i your kid well well so i don't hate giant monsters by any stretch but like it's an old movie you know i, I think i saw part yeah. of it before it, it had silly moments for sure but i i mean as far as a completely you know pointless storyline but just visually entertaining thing like i i love all those like godzilla movies and oh yeah those big kaiju stuff i've always found those uh entertaining to me at least oh yeah well, speaking of let them fight, so what do you? So what's going to happen in Japan? When oh, you go? but so yeah, we're going to Japan for uh, a couple weeks. Um, looking really looking forward to that. But in the process of our research, uh, my wife found that they have these cat cafes where you can either pay by the hour or pay just a flat rate and be able to stay there all day. But it's essentially kind of a Starbucks. Uh, situation maybe a little more uh, welcoming just to lounge but it's just this big area they have yeah a lot of lounging furniture um, they've got I saw they have like Super Nintendos and Segas set up that you can go and play games they have board games set up to play if you want to or if you just you know need to go somewhere and uh, do some work on your laptop like you would at a Starbucks or something you can sit down there plug in your laptop put on some headphones and just chill but while you're doing that there's 20 cats wandering around the place that will come up and you know snuggle up on you sit you know sit on your laptop probably and mess up what you're doing um but she's uh loves animals and so she's super excited about going to this uh cat cafe but as we were looking up um stuff on it we found a, a video just kind of of someone doing a little tour of that on youtube you know they're touring through japan and they went to the cat cafe showing what it's all about and uh going out doing close-ups on all the different cats and stuff. And then there's this one that just, I mean, he's pretty cute, but he's, he's kind of derpy looking <laughs> and his, his eyes are kind of, you know, a little bit apart from each other. It's just, like a Steve Buscemi cat. <laughs> not that bad, but he is like nose is kind of, I think he's a Persian cat of some kind. So his nose is kind of pushed in a little bit. And then he has one tooth, one snaggle tooth sticking out of the bottom, just randomly and so he <laughs> definitely looks kind of uh derpy but we uh she started doing more research and go went to the website and found out that they literally have a profile page that lists profiles of all their cats <laughs> that they each have their own profile and below them there was an instagram and a youtube link every one of these cats has their own instagram page with like tons of pictures on it and they each have a kind of little montage video on a an unlisted video on youtube of each of the cats as well and so she found out this cat's name was tartar <laughs> tartar or tartar or something like that and was just almost in tears like looking at this derpy snaggletooth cat and watching these videos of him and she's super excited to go over and see him um, but this is a picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like Nick Offerman. <laughs> That's who that looks like. That looks like Nick Offerman from <laughs> from The Last of Us and Parks and Rec. That's who that is. Right. The only time I've watched a cat montage, it had Sarah McLaughlin playing in the background. Right. And that they're all almost dead. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you gotta go feed them. Yeah, there's this stupid looking cat. Oh my tartar. goodness. But uh, yeah, he, she's in love with him. He's amazing. Um, 
so we're excited to go over and uh, go to this cat cafe and see Tartar. I think they have raccoon cafe too. Like I wouldn't a, be surprised. I, they definitely have dog ones, but they have like Shiba Inus and yeah. and some of that stuff. But, but one of one of the guys I play Dungeons and Dragons with online, um, he he went to Japan and he went to they had a Muscle Girl cafe. Wow. <laughs> I looked it up. Yeah, you can just like go in there and like you can pay them and they'll like lift you up, like they'll like squat you. They'll, like, they'll you know, they're some of them, they're not like uh like they're they're like just athletic like CrossFit looking women yeah. or whatever. You know, they're not like the they're not like uh, Gabby Garcia or somebody like that. They're 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 fairly normal, but they're just more muscular and they they wear their like little outfits and stuff. But yeah, apparently they'll they'll like pick you up and do squats <laughs> with you or whatever. Very Man, interesting. There's a. a, a a themed restaurant for anything that you desire in there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there you go. Um, but I'll uh, we'll post some uh, some pictures of Tartar on our Instagram for y'all to check out if you're curious about this uh, cat, so you can uh, see his derpy little face. Can you guys? Maybe you guys can go live and do like a uh, like an interview session with him with Tartar. Yeah, I, I mean, mean we, we've not had a whole lot of guests on here yet, you know. So I feel like that would be interesting to have. I, I, I'm probably sure I could convince uh, my wife to do a, a interview segment with Tartar from Japan. Um, ask about his favorite uh, things that he does in the cat cafe. Ooh, yeah. Um, you can buy them little uh, popsicles to feed the cats, and they'll just sit there and lick them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and well, you can buy them snacks, and they have a meal time twice a day, so that you can watch them line all the cats up and eat out of their little rice bowls. <laughs> well, at the raccoon cafe, I think you just bring in garbage. You just, <laughs> you just, you just lay it everywhere. Like here's some trash. Just throw it on the floor. Yeah, they'll pick it up. Don't they'll worry about it. it. We don't have to clean this place. I mean, at Japan all. looks like a fairly clean place. What do the raccoons do there? I, Ooh, I, what? What can they do? There, I don't even know if there are raccoons. Honestly. <laughs> Maybe they're red pandas or something. Uh, I'm not sure. I think they're raccoons. But. It could be. Um, but every video we've watched of these uh, guys that just do walking tours of Japan and stuff, the amount of times that you even see any kind of trash on the streets or anything is almost zero. Like, it's, it, it seems super clean, and there's never anything. And I think they there may even be been a thing that I read that they don't, even put trash cans outside in the public because that would encourage people to put trash outside somewhere. <laughs> so they just don't even have them. So because of that, there's no trash anywhere. Now I did watch, I was just talking about this before, before the, uh, this podcast started in with you. And there is a show on Netflix called, uh, old enough where the, like these little kids, like three and four year olds go on these like errands together. And I remember seeing like this, like it was like a three year old girl and she had to go get like, uh, candy or you know some type of like very japanese sweet food from mm -hmm. like a, a store and on the way back she saw a little bottle that was on the side of the road and she picked it up and took it home well how nice i know that's very so good she could throw it away good little child uh they're probably they're definitely more disciplined than us here in america are for sure yeah but that could do to the you know the they have thousands of years of of culture and, and history as opposed to our couple hundred here in the americas yeah, I'd say so. But, you know, it, it'll be a fun trip for sure. I'm excited to see your stuff from it and uh, also for whatever gift you bring me back. Yeah, because there's a specific district, uh, Akihabara, that is kind of the, definitely the anime geek video game uh, centric part of the city where they have, you know, tons of arcades and they've got, you know, Nintendo stores. There's tons of Sega stores. I'm not sure what all they have in them. I'll find out when I get there. Probably um, games and Sega stuff. They might. I don't know. But I'm excited to uh, to get over there, and uh, I guarantee you, we're, we're even trying to figure out what would be the cheapest way to bring stuff back, because I know we're going to have tons of souvenirs, and we were even debating on whether it would be cheaper to ship them back through a service or just put them in checked luggage, which is what we're probably going to do, and just take you know some empty luggage with us. We're going fill it up and we're going down like a whole rabbit hole here that I'm happy to go down for for what the topic of the episode actually is. But I will say this. I was online and I saw this thing. It was like get a it was like buy a Japan truck or buy a Japan vehicle or something like that. And you can buy those cute little trucks that are like just two oh, doors yeah, yeah. and everything. Two like doors that. And has a little bed on it. You, you, yeah, you can buy those like on yeah. this website and they're like for the to like buy one and have it shipped here like for we're on the east coast to have it shipped to like baltimore was like five thousand dollars 
Wow. So I almost want to like. So I need to get one of those. I almost was like, you know, you could get one of those, put all your stuff in it, ship it back, and just then ship the tr- just load up the cab of it and just yeah. ship the whole. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw another one. It was like some like little Honda, like you know, quote unquote SUV, but it was super tiny, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. And they, it, the one they had for sale, there were, there were several of them, but one of them had like supreme on the side of oh, it yeah. and then it had one of those cats on the top of the roof it's all coming full circle there was a cat on the top of the roof with like the little emblem like you know had this little gold uh you know charm or whatever yeah, yeah, on yeah. it and it was just funny that was like the whole roof was colored blue and there's this giant cat on that's it. that's awesome so that would be funny to bring back drive yeah. on the right hand side do that right <laughs> like and it didn't say like how many horsepower it was. It was like six hundred and sixty cc's. Right. Just like like I'm playing Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the fastest tournament. Exactly. Uh, just don't fly off a Which I think road. I looked up and it was like a hundred or less than hundred horsepower. Wow. I mean, I guess you wouldn't need much for such a small vehicle, but well, if it's carrying me, maybe. But I'm just saying, True. it would be interesting to see. Um, it'd be fun. It'd be a fun little car to drive. And as long as you're not in the mountains and you're on kind of flat terrain, you don't have to go up any inclines, and you wouldn't need a lot of power to pull it up there. I'm sure. So yeah, can't wait to get over there. Uh, it'll probably be this October coming up. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll come back with a lot of uh, stories and uh, see what all you know geek inspired things I can find over there to talk about. Um, Sure, I'll have a lot of cool stories from that. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear, to like, to see it go. I'm glad you're going. It's a, I think a lot of people want to go, you know, even if you're not like a quote unquote weeb or something like that, you know, it's a fun thing, which if you are, hey, good on you. But if it's one of those things, I think a lot of people want to go over there. And it is, it does seem like a beautiful place regardless, you know, especially watching that old enough show, which isn't like very Tokyo centric. It's very rural families. That's fun to see, like, just their way. It's very calm. It, you know, it's very like really chill for the most part. Yeah. You know, everything seems nice. you got these four year olds running errands that, you know, you would get the cops or, you know, the social services called on you if you did that. You know, if you let a five year old on a bus and told him to go to Walmart, I mean, that's child abuse. In right. America. <laughs> but, right. But there it's like completely normal and everybody's sweet to the kids. And, yeah. you know, it's a very uh, quiet culture. I know uh, I've seen if you're on subways and stuff, it's kind of frowned and shunned upon and disrespectful if you have conversations on the subway or on the trains so there's there's no impromptu like uh concert sessions there's or, or, there's no like people, fledgling yeah, like doing break dancing around the poles on the trains and stuff yeah there's no indie artist that's trying to like boost their uh their get like a video like a youtube video of them performing their song exactly. acapella not that i've, I've seen there, there is buskers over there um in the streets but a lot of them actually sound pretty good and i've even saw that it it's not even kind of suggested that you even tip them. I mean, tipping culture, it doesn't exist over there. That's true. And they'll chase you down from a restaurant if you tip them anything and give it back to you. But they said like with buskers, you, you kind of can. And obviously, you know, if we have any Japanese listeners or people who are more informed than me, please feel free to uh, comment or send us a message, you know, correcting me or letting me know how it actually works. I would love to get as much information as possible on kind of what's appropriate and not appropriate to do over there. Yeah. Tell Josh, tell Josh what he needs to do. Right. A lot of that information is kind of hard to find for me currently, but we're still doing a lot of research, but Tokyo definitely seems like a really cool place. Um, it, it, I'm hoping that I I don't get over there and then, uh, decide I don't want to come back. (laughs) You know, well, I've heard a lot of people that go there and they move there. It's like, they're like, man, you you probably don't want to live here. You know, if you're just like an American person or something like that, but like a couple of weeks I hear is like the, like the gold standard to go over there and actually enjoy it, have fun, you know, because that's long enough that you kind of, you get acclimated to the time change, which is pretty big. And then, you know, the food and just get, you kind of learn how to move around the city through using uh, the cards to get on the public transit and you just kind of know how to navigate the city and it could take a week or two to even get all that down. And then once you get that down, now you can really kind of uh, enjoy the time there. You know what else I enjoy? What's that? When people help support this show. This show? Yes. TC Podcast? Exactly. And if you would like to be one of those people, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Join the crew. Indeed. You can go there for just a couple bucks a month. You can help keep us loud, live, and independent and keep this awesome geek-inspired content coming your way. Otherwise, we're going to find a silly sponsor and, you know, jokes on us and you just wouldn't listen. Uh. Right. Either, you know, clash of this or raid that or... 
Well, it, it, it definitely won't be Royal Match because if anybody follows me on Instagram, every time Royal Match posts an ad, I go to war. I, every single well, it's always time. always these like old like grandparents and stuff that they seem to be taking advantage of on cameos well this yeah. it's, it's d-list actors and i swear i swear it's like they have a gun to them like it's like somebody's holding their kid in like the other in the corner like right tell them how smooth there's no ads make sure you mention <laughs> there's no ads oh my god i'm doing an ad for them oh right my now. god you are i'm doing an ad they've Listen, already got you we are not sponsored by royal match please don't play it it's don't do it he who shall not be named. He who shall not be named. We are we we here at Geeky DC are diametrically opposed to Royal Match. And if you are out there and you're being held captive by Royal Match, then I just want you to know that if you blink SOS, I'll send the rescue team. Okay, we have a team of ODST on standby, <laughs> and we will orbital drop them. Uh, Titanfall inbound. Titanfall yeah. inbound. But so, hey, join the crew. Welcome to come yes. to our Patreon. Join the crew. You can help for, our liberation project. <laughs> the liberation of these poor cameo actors. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, Alrighty. Anyway, um, so you know, this week, Josh, we're geeking out about. Uh, speaking of like orbital things, let's go a right. little bit into space. This week, we're talking about. Uh, we're geeking out about something that happened a long time ago. It did. Uh, apparently in a galaxy very, very far away. That's right. This week we're geeking out about Star Wars. Star Wars. So the, let's talk about the general state of Star Wars in general. So it today. It's, it's, a, it's a thing. It is. It's not yeah. a liquid. It's not a gas. Um, yeah. It is. So today, March 1st, is the drop of the new season of The Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian season three it should mm. be out today. There's a lot of hype about it. There's a lot of things I'm interested to see in it. Um. There have been a lot of shows recently. You know, the other day I saw Liam Neeson. I saw an interview with Liam Neeson. <clears throat> I don't always agree with everything Liam Neeson has to say, but he's a he's he has more followers than I do. A couple. One or two. Yeah. And he says, um, there are so many Star Wars projects that it's, it's beginning to get like muddled where it's not as like. Yeah, I can see that. It's not as like, val- like it doesn't have as much substance to it anymore. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like thinking back in the day when episode one came out back in the nineties. That was the biggest deal on the planet at the time. Like oh, yes. the fact that one of the old branded like drink machines still exists and people travel across the country to take their picture beside this pod racing branded like Pepsi machine still exists. Yeah. The, that was, it was a crazy, that was a wild time, mm-hmm. an absolute wild time. And that was, you know, because we're in our 30s, in our early 30s, almost mid 30s, we we um, we grew up with that. That was like our first experience where we got to go to the theater. Right. Thus, the title screen rolled. You know, we see the Luther, you know, the Luther Hoska battleship or whatever. Right. And the Republic ship. And yeah, you know. that, that was our first yeah, theatrical experience with Star Wars. I mean, obviously, you know, we weren't around for the old ones. We, you know, I don't remember at at the time, I'm, I probably had seen them, I guess. I, that's been so long ago, I can't remember, but I probably but had seen them. It was harder to see them, too, because... My, my aunt had them on VHS tape. I think she still actually has them, which that'd be a cool thing to, to see. To watch the ones with like the, before the before edits. Before the edits and stuff. Before all yeah. the new edits and everything. Yeah. You know, that is... It is interesting, because we, we saw that for the first time. And, and I am a prequels apologist. I like the prequels. I think people that don't... I like, do, too. I don't... The prequels added the stuff that I wanted from the original Star Wars. Mm. The the young John who wanted, you know, who was, you know, a wannabe world builder. Right. The things that I got out of the first episode one, The Phantom Menace, you know, Jar Jar aside, right? <laughs> yeah. And even that, like when you look at it, Jar Jar is really not, he is annoying, but it's like, he's just there. Like, yeah. There's, there's lots of times there's annoying characters that we can just deal with. He can't hurt you. It, it, and the thing was, it was Papa George. It was Papa George's yeah. attempt at like a comic relief character. Right. Because in the background, right, we're dealing with like political intrigue and a dark, you know, organization trying to take, you right. know, in, in the beginning steps, you know, that we can see of taking over the galaxy. Right. You know, it dealt with some sensitive subjects, you know, I mean, 
I guess Jar Jar like getting his tongue caught on things maybe made us maybe made slavery a little more palatable. I don't mm. know, you know. Interesting. <laughs> Could be, but I mean, they dealt with some sensitive stuff. There was, you know, well, I mean, Anakin himself, you know, was in a way like him and his family were sort of slaves to old uh, what's his name, the scrapyard. Well, they were slaves. Yeah, yeah, they were slaves. That's what I'm saying. They made he was there as like comic relief, and it was like, hey, just oh, remember, I see what you're saying. These two people are slaves I see what you're saying. but jar jar he's silly isn't he right you know stop eating there's this guy there's that guy you know and um it's so it's so silly so i, I kind of agree with like liam a little bit i think there's been so many star there, there are some really good star wars projects and then there's been some that have been lackluster for me oh for sure i think you know the clone wars was a fun one right I really enjoyed that. I think Rebels had some really interesting things because they actually kind of went their own way. They had like a different lightsaber animation style. Like they were okay. They were like based off the original drawings, so they were like these thin blades oh. versus kind of like the. I like the looks of like the bigger blades. Better. Yeah, yeah. But these were like, you know, almost more sword like than beam, like raber, like rapier, like very right, thin right. and um. Even though they're cartoons, there are some pretty adult moments in them. You know, there's a, especially in the Clone yeah. Wars, there's a lot of people dying. There's a lot of like betrayal. There's, you know, you know, these nameless clones. I, yeah, I think it fell into that kind of genre of, you know, not that it may look like a cartoon, but it's more a, an adult animation type of property. Type but, thing. It definitely it, had a more cartoony aspects, but there were things in it, like you said, that appealed to more of an older audience. And I think if you if you've never watched anything and you like animation or something like that, it would be worth like maybe just checking out the Clone Wars, like Ahsoka, um, you know, who's got her own series coming out, right? Yeah, the, she is is Anakin's Padawan during the Clone Wars. We don't see her in any of the prequel movies, but like I, I talked about it, I think in one of our early episodes mm-hmm. on here, there are things in the Clone Wars series where they were able to like button hook her in and like. She just after she would go away, you would get the scene where like Anakin's walking with Obi-Wan or something like that. Right. And she's seeing him fill off, in those gaps, filling in those gaps that we we don't we the movie doesn't have time to do. And. You get this, you know, by, as she as she develops as a character and gets older, because she's supposed to be annoying. She's supposed to be a little brat in the first one and be impetuous. And she learns and she gets betrayed a little bit. And then she. She she feels like, man, if I was there, maybe, you know, Anakin wouldn't have turned, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she she has she has some like survivor guilt, I think, because has some weight that. on her shoulders from she does the aftermath of that. I hope we see that in the new series. Huh? So that could be interesting to see kind of how she if there is any kind of emotional development related to that. I mean, the, the actress, and I forgot what her name is, who played her in the Mandalorian season two. She did a great job. Oh, uh, Rosaria Dawson. She did a great job. Yes. And honestly, she was one of my favorite uh, people on the Mandalorian. Um, I'm glad that the Mandalorian's kind of going to, you know, it's doing some actual Mandalore stuff this time. You oh. know, we had some, you know, we got Katie Sackhoff. I, I love her to death. I think she's, yeah, she's one of my favorite like sci-fi actresses and she gets really into it. Right. She, I think as a person, like, you know, she really enjoys playing the role. And I think that's neat too. almost like a Henry Cavill playing the Witcher. I don't know. I don't know that she's a super fan, super fan, but she definitely eats up like the sci-fi stuff. Right. She's not. um, And even if she was like, you know, like a, I'm going to go walk the red carpet all the time type of person. Mm -hmm. She's still got like that kind of like, I like sci-fi and you know, right. You, if I can kind of tell a difference, like you said, people like Henry that, you can tell are into, you know, they were into whatever they're a part of before they were a part of it. Yeah. And you could, I mean, Battlestar Galactica was huge back in the day. And Katie yeah, Sackhoff was like, well, I'm talking about even the, the recent one, the one that the sci-fi channel did. Remember mm-hmm. that Katie Sackhoff played Starbuck where they changed the role to yeah. a female and she blew that out of the water and was like a crowd favorite. And then I feel like that's kind of gone by the wayside, but she got so much love from that fandom, I think. Yeah. I think that, that really kind of hit her off from there for sure yeah and i think she feels good about it so i'm excited to see where it goes there are definitely a lot of 
problems I've had with the Mandalorian. This is one of those things I've talked about. And I get, when I talk about it with peers, sometimes they get a little bit, um, they're like, yeah, don't think about it so much, but I do, you know, Disney has more money than anybody than God, you know, <laughs> they, they are, you know, they, they have a treasure trove of yeah. money and I just want to see things done well. And I want them to be thought through really well. I don't, cause to me, like when I watched the first season of the Mandalorian, I thought Grogu, right. Or little Yoda fella. Mm. You could kind of tell that animation, the way he moved around, not even the animation, the way the puppet work was, would have been home in like the seventies. You know, they look, yeah. it looks like the Ewok. Now, if that's a hearkening back to that, okay. But I don't want to see, I want to see something more smooth. Cause like, I don't want it pulling. Like when I see the, some of the like you know Yoda work from like the you know Empire Strikes Back or something like that right it's the, it's the older it, stuff the older stuff I, I want to see Grogu moving smoothly even if he's still waddling around or doing whatever but I also feel like some of the first season so you know, kind of specifically mean like the animatronics and you could kind of like I guess tell the animatronics in it well not even I, thought, you know, I imagine it's probably puppet work or something but yeah that that bothers me some of the costume and set design have bothered me um Tatooine's fine. Tatooine's great. You kind of get the, and of course the bounty hunter stuff is interesting to see, you know, dusty cantina Western, but they could have also showed us somewhere else. Like what is another desert planet or whatever. Right. There was just so much, it was so Tatooine esque like the first season. And there was also one episode where, um, they teach the villagers how to, defend against the Raiders. I don't know if you remember that episode or not. Um, it's been a minute since I've seen that. They teach, I haven't rewatched it. There's these, the there's the, a village. They're peaceful. Oh, is it where like the AT8 or the, the ATST? Yes. Came they, in. Yeah. So a little swamp sort of village. Yeah. 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 There was an episode in the clone wars, which isn't something they've like hidden where like Ahsoka is doing the same thing. Like she's teaching this village how to fight off these Raiders. And the, the, down to the training montage motions. Right. right? I'm just, I just want originality is my main thing. And I think this season looks like it's going to have the most originality to it. I I haven't, uh, for full disclosure, I haven't seen anything. I've kind of stayed in the dark a little bit on this new season, like any trailers or anything like that. I haven't watched any of it. So I go into it, uh, with open mind, yeah, a little open mind, kind of just to reset my kind of perspectives on thing and go into another new season fresh. So I'm not going to whine about it too much, but I think, I think Liam Neeson really hearkening back to what I was talking about like a million minutes ago, Liam Neeson, I think is a little bit correct that there has been so much done so quickly. It just feels like a money grab and they know that we're going to eat it up. They know we're going to consume that media. And I feel like that's a, like you could kind of tell a lot of that came hand in hand with the Disney acquisition. Yes. Like they do with anything that they acquire. Yes. As soon as they get it, then yeah, they're going to create as many things as they can. And how many people have I, that I've heard so many people recently saying I'm all marveled out. I am. I'm all marveled yeah. out. Right. I, I, I've hit that myself. And I don't want that to happen to star Wars because I love it so much. I know I love it so much. I love the star Wars like universe so much that I, I can have a little bit less of it. Right. Right. I, it's one of the things I would appreciate it more yet. Yeah, fewer things and even further, you know, sparsed apart more time in between them, but it makes each thing more special and really well thought out, you know, longer series. Right. And for the, for those of us like have something, you know, I think a lot of, you know, younger people like the Mandalorian, right. It's got a cute little baby dude who of just kind of, you know, people kind of overlook some of the issues with that show. I think just because Grogu exists. Yeah. Right. I think that um, it would be interesting, like if they had some really more uh, like for those of us who grew up with the prequels, right. Who saw Darth Maul getting cut in half Mm -hmm. and and the down, you know, like the, the younglings getting killed and order 66 and stuff. Give me, give me something a little bit more adult oriented. Give us, let's, let's, let's go back in time. You know, let's go back. We've already seen a lot of stuff right. from the, from the, you know, after, well, after the empire took over Again, the whole, like anything that they come out with now needs to let go of the 
Skywalker story. Like, they need to move past that or way before it. I know there was a talk about, a lot of talk about the next series of things being from uh, the New Republic. Or the, there was, the, no, it was the High Republic. Right? The High Republic. That's what it was. And I want to see that because that is, that it, it, the High Republic is such a neat time. And with that, I'm going to bring up, it's not, doesn't take place in the High Republic. And I know you've not watched all of it, Josh, but the Andor series. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I've, I get that one got busy when that one came out. So I've missed that one. I'm wanting to catch up. on. So that. I'm not going to spoil anything and I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody that's been out. That's, that's not watched it yet. But the Andor series, I feel like Rogue One for me kind of f- fulfilled some of like the adult oriented things that I wanted the comic relief with uh, KS two or whatever. The robot mm. was very funny. The acting was really good. It wasn't a happy ending, right? There was, there, there, there was a no Jedi, but there was still like, we still had the guy, the blind guy who was into the, we still had the guys who protected the mm. Jedi temple. Yeah, there, yeah. The force still existed. It was still present, but it wasn't, we didn't have any like Deus Ex Machina Jedi coming from the sky or like I survived order 66 right. coming to save us. And you know, that was, that was nice. It felt good. If you know, Darth Vader was like vicious. He was right. savage, you know, cutting through people slant. He was like this angry, angry guy. And that's, it, that, that was one thing I liked about, uh, the Mandalorian season two as well is when Ahsoka was kind of first introduced into that, that through that, again, as a series through the whole thing, like you'd really really see any signs of, um, the force or Jedi type of stuff or anything Mm -hmm. like that until she kind of shows up. And then it's like, it makes it that much more serious and that much more impressive when when a Jedi does show up. It's like, like that, that harkens back and reminds me of the original movies that, Again, a, a Jedi was a scarce thing, but they were like a superhero kind of like a, yeah. a famous, you know, entity that when they showed up, they, you know, were magical and they were someone that you respected both out of, you know, fear and uh, whatever. Yeah, but, you, you weren't like, obviously the Clone Wars, they were, they were, they were, they were far more of them and yeah. they were more present, but in, uh, they were, they were, they're kind of like the, the, the thing underneath the bed, you know, mm-hmm. in the galactic empire, the, 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 there's, that's the scary thing you tell your kids before you go to bed is about the Jedi. Cause that's the galactic, you know, the, the galactic empire's propaganda. Yeah. I, you know, and I, to, to be fair, I didn't love the ending of it, um, with Luke coming in, you know, I thought, I thought maybe we could have done mm-hmm. somebody different. I, th- I think if we had Ahsoka coming in, like if she hadn't been introduced and that was the first time she got introduced, that would be, that would be pretty neat. Um, there was just a lot of stuff. Like I thought Gideon, you know, the say, I was going to say, was there really many other Jedi, I guess left at that time that could have shown up? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely been other Jedi, you know, around. I mean, we've got a whole thing of them. I mean, there's Luke had an Academy at that point. There was probably still some left. We keep adding them. Still older. Yeah. We keep adding them into different games. That's one thing too, that I've, uh, That'd have been something to see Kyle Kestis show up. Yeah. They have the actor. That would have been crazy, but that would have been cool. That's one thing that I've, I was going to say that it's has been a struggle for me is just the entire timeline uh, that that, that's of of star Wars, because again, there's so many things too. Mm -hmm. And they're, they, all the different, uh, properties and shows and movies, they all jump around this timeline so much that it is tough to keep things straight. It is. I, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to, Complain, continue complain. Understand that I love these things so much, and I'm going to consume it. Oh, yeah. And I think that's one of the problems is I'm going to do it, and I just want the utmost care to be given to something I care so much about. So that's all I'm saying. I'm, if you if you love these things and you're happy with them as are, then I'm glad. I, we're both watching them together. But um, yeah. I, I would have loved to see like Ezra from the Rebels show show up or something like that. You know, from the the kid who's in. Uh, the rebel series. Cause like there was people talking about how his ship might've been like in the last episode of the sequels films, you know, when they send all those ships to the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the place where Palpatine somehow came back or whatever. And, um, you know, I think that would have been really neat to see, um, going back to the Andor series real quick though. I just want to say if you've not watched the Andor series it is, and I hate, I hate to use this 
but it meets it because the other ones are not is that it is slightly more cerebral than the other ones like there's there's we feels more like a star wars where there's multiple pov characters mm. you know we get to see mon mothma we get to see oh, yeah. you know and you know cassie and andor there's a couple of other ones and they're really really good and i feel like they really went for broke like they really did a good job writing there's you know the guy that uh scars guard character in that show has you know i've seen like people making whole like, you know, edited versions of his one he's one of his monologues where he's he's talking to uh to a guy. And I I really, really, really enjoyed that series and it gave me some hope and th- they're not gonna overdo it. There's gonna be one more season of it and that's it. Of Andor? Of Andor. Oh, I didn't know there was even gonna be another one. There's gonna be a second season. So the first season covers like a year ish. Okay. And then the second season's gonna cover the next few years up until Rogue One. Uh, oh, so, okay. So that's the thing. I, I guess that would make sense that all that was before that. So for me, you know, just like, just like you said, I wish. So instead of just keep trying to shoehorn things into like that 20 year period. Right. Let's branch out. Disney start fresh high Republic, you know, pre-Republic stuff. Let's right. go back in time and you can make things your own now. Mm-hmm. Well, you, know, you know, I had mentioned back in, you know, our favorite games episode that one of my favorite games was Knights of the Old Republic. And that timeline, you know, I remember it was 10,000 years before the Skywalker stuff. Or it was like a long time. It was time a long that. time. But yeah, some of the stories in that were also so interesting. Like, I would love to see more stuff from around that time. I think there is, if you are a fan of Star Wars and, you know, you're not a video game person, go on YouTube and just watch the cutscenes from this sh- game called The Old Republic. Oh, yeah, they are yeah. so good, and you can uh, you can just see the movie that you could have with that mm-hmm. in a different time period without having to mess with anybody's childhood, without recanonizing anything, without bringing back people who are who are too old or too young to play the parts at different points in time. Bring bring us that, you know. Bring me something fresh, you know. Bring me something really fresh. I love seeing these places i love seeing the like coruscant um in any movie yeah you know i like seeing the way that it came up you know when i saw you know i think coruscant's called it like an ecumenopolis right mm. an ecumenopolis is like uh a worldwide planet or, they, or, sorry a planet a worldwide planet oh, a worldwide planet the smartest guy in the room listen to me it's like a, a city when it, it, it's more city than planet at that point it's, it's yeah it's, it, the city has covered it's, the entire planet is like urbanized right it's called like an ecumenopolis like these like super cities right yeah. and i want i remember when i was a kid that was the first time i had really seen it because i you know i hadn't really watched like the blade runners or anything like that yeah And I was like, this is so cool. This is so sci-fi. Like a whole planet is a city. City? Yeah. And then like, I loved little things. I love seeing the Senate guard in their blue uniforms. I loved the Senate itself. I loved watching how that worked. I loved, you know, all the, the way that the places on Naboo looked or sorry. Well, I did love the way the places on Naboo looked, but I loved the the different, the, the apartments looked in Coruscant, you know, in the, in the, in the prequels in it's one of my, it's, it's yep, one of those things that. like when I think about it's cool, like really, really neat things. I remember seeing that for the first time and loving it. Yeah. That whole scene from the second, uh, movie where after the, you know, the assassin tries to take out, uh, Padme and they're, you know, jumping through the cars as they're the, the flying cars are going down through the city mm-hmm. and stuff like that whole, uh, scenescape in there i thought was awesome it's so cool it's very cool i love it you know it's 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 neat to see you know and i like i like seeing that world building and it makes me it makes me super happy i love seeing that kind of stuff you know i I, speaking of that scene in particular i saw a funny like meme and it was like you know Django fett gets killed to you know gets paid to kill padme right but he hires the changeling woman who in turn uses a droid and the droid in turn uses like slugs. So he's like four people, like he, he's four like people removed yeah. from the actual task at hand, which I, I think I saw that in real world where there was like a hitman. They'd like somebody hired a hitman and the hitman hired somebody for less. And then that person hired somebody for less and the other person. <laughs> then the next person got caught by the cops. Cause they just went too low. Well, that's the thing. If you go 
too far, then you, you like with the cheaper you get, the, you know, obviously the less skilled they get too. So yeah, you're going to eventually end up with a slug. Yeah. So what? You can't so get the job yeah. done. You know, I, what, so Django Fett, you know, come on, Bella, come on, buddy. You could, you could, uh, you could have just done that yourself. Yeah. Probably pretty easy. Probably so. Cause then he shoots that woman with like the Camino poison dart. Right. From like a mile away. He could have just done that to Padme. Yeah. Cause they, Obi-Wan and them don't see it. Right. right. <laughs> they don't see it. Happen. They didn't see it happen to her. So why would they have seen it happen to? Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Hmm. hmm. Looks like I'm throwing some holes into your thing. Whenever George they introduce Lucas. the Star Wars multiverse, <laughs> then we'll get that outcome. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that will be. That's, that's too the much. same multiverse where Jar Jar is a Sith Lord. Oh my goodness! And I think that is a great. I love that theory. Wouldn't it be funny? Like, you know, because you don't have to be like everybody thinks evil is evil is evil, but you could if you were really trying to be evil, like. Whoop, okie day. Like, you know, and you just be inept and yeah. be like, whoops, sorry, Annie, I about threw you off the cliff. Or right. sorry, you know. Well, like, I accidentally launched this bomb at all my troops. Oh, Uh-oh. no. Whoopsie daisies. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie poopsies. Attribute it to being stupid in reality. It's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. Dude, that is that is so funny. I I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, essentially the, the state of Star Wars. So that's kind of the you know all the tv movie sort of i guess kind of state of it in the same sort of vein you know obviously the games have been a little more sparse and you know fewer and far between here lately they've had a handful of them um you know those uh the star wars jedi survivors coming out soon and then the last one what was that i forget what the first one was called with kyle kestis uh, I did too, but it, yeah, th- but those games are good. Like th- those were obviously the better Star. Haven't been many Star Wars games come out at all, other than like mm-hmm. the Lego ones. I don't really count those. But yeah, and Battlefront, the new Battlefronts yeah, have been have had some decent support for it, and they've not been so bad. I, I play. Yeah. I've played some of that. You know, they tried doing like a whole. I think I got stuck platform with that. Yeah, I think I just got too stuck in the internal comparison trying to compare it to the old ones which you can't do which you can't do and to me it was just a battlefield game with a star wars skin on it that, and it kind which of it kind of was it and which is. i mean it may be cool in a sense but i couldn't overwrite the comparison aspect of myself so. especially like i guess kids when you're just like wouldn't it be cool wouldn't it be cool if we did that wouldn't it be cool if, and if yeah. uh, we could fly from the ship to the planet and that go would up be and awesome down? and oh my goodness that's yeah we that's the other thing is we live so much in like a, like what what if what if what if what yes. if what if world very active imagination stuff. very active imagination for that kind of thing um so yeah i love star wars you love star wars yes what 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 are some things that you want to see like what i know you mentioned the old republic yeah, again, so is yeah, that, that something that, that you'd want to see old republic stuff from yeah complete i just want to see things again completely disconnected from this uh storyline that's been drug out for 30, 40 years at this point, you know, end it, move on. I mean, it's, it's a good storyline and it's fine and the characters are cool, but I, I think the, you know, those last three movies were the last trilogy were kind of a, uh, sig- signal that that kind of ran its course. Yeah. You know, um, I think, I think a, uh, fandom that's done that kind of well would be, I know you're not, this is Josh is not a game of Thrones fan, but, the Game of Thrones series, you know, it was it was all about the Starks, right, yeah. and the Targaryens, and with the new with the new series, the House of the Dragon, it is obviously <laughs> focusing on the Targaryens and the lead up to like that civil war or whatever. But <laughs> it shows the the Starks like you see them like once, and they talk about them a couple of times, but at no point do they really try to shoehorn them in and really like. Oh, that's nice. And like, hey, look at the look at the Starks. You know, like you see a Stark guy and he talks and he's like, you know, I pledge my allegiance to you or whatever. And that's kind of it for him. And then, you know, like in passing, they'll be like, yeah, Starks are, you know, we're going to send you off to try to get their their alliance because they're right. You know, I know if they say they'll pledge themselves, they will. But they're not like a POV character that they just keep bringing up just because they have such a fan like following, which I think is nice. Huh. Interesting. Well, if you if there was going to be an old Republic show or movie, what would you what would you like to see it from? Would you like to see like a Sith thing or like a Jedi or what? I mean, well, speaking of that, it would be kind of interesting uh, to kind of see. I mean, uh, for example, on, on a game aspect, the Force Unleashed games, you know, those followed 
uh, Darth Maul, Darth Vader's apprentice, uh, Starkiller. Yes. And I think, yeah, that as a media, that medium that followed, again, that pure dark side sort of storyline. I'm not super familiar with the storyline. I don't think, I never actually played those games. But uh, seeing, a, a, yeah, some kind of TV or movie adaptation that followed that, uh, some old, you know, apprentice rising up through the Sith Lord, uh, and struggling struggling with between the light and the dark you know we've seen a lot of struggle we saw right. it with in the sequel movies with like kylo ren there was some like struggle but he was definitely going to be he was he was it was obvious what was going to happen right. you knew from the very beginning like you know i don't know if i can do this and then he does it and you're like oh you're gonna be a bad guy but he's you you could just tell that he was it and it wasn't that well done. No, I think. and I think I, that's the thing is I, I, that may be where my brain's coming up with this. I think I like to see that kind of similar storyline, but someone who more quickly embraces it and like, I guess, goes more hardcore with it. There, yeah, I think that would be cool. You know, you were talking about Starkiller. Wasn't that the name of the base that they were? Wasn't Starkiller base. Was yes. Starkiller base. Yes. Oh, <laughs> very clever, Disney. Well. Uh, that was supposed to be Luke's last name to begin with. That is, oh, that is true. It was Luke Starkiller, and then uh, Lucas he changed it to uh, Skywalker because it, I guess, yeah, because it didn't sound as bad or whatever. Yeah, you know, it, go, some of those, especially some of those early like art, like you know the concept concept art, art for Star Wars, like when like all of the stormtroopers were gonna have like lightsabers and stuff. Mm, <laughs> it's just gonna right. be like. It's gonna be like Dune, just people fighting with lightsabers and stuff instead of blasters. That's eh, kind of neat. I, I, I'm also would like to just see like I've loved the kind of bounty hunter storylines that the Mandalorian has brought into it and stuff. I like to just you know maybe follow another group of bounty hunters on some other mission from a different time. You know, back in the old times of Mandalore, back in those Knights of the Old Republic games, there's a handful of storylines involving Mandalorians, and they were always really cool. In that really game cool. too, and they were, you know, again more tribal back then. Oh, very, yeah, very tribal. So I like, I, I like that aspect of them, but I don't know. Just, I guess I just want to see something from a different, a different time. Well, you know, speaking of the bounty hunter, I remember in the old Republic, in like one of the old Republic um, cutscenes. I've never played the game. The game doesn't look that fun to me to play. It's like a turn-based, like, you know. Well, and again, to differentiate, there is Knights of the Old Republic. There is Knights of the Old Republic. And then there's uh, the Old Republic, which is the MMORPG, the online yes. game yes. that is still currently going. Yes, and that doesn't look like, I don't think, I, I'm not really good with those type of games. I wouldn't mm -hmm. enjoy that as much. I think, you know, it's more of the um, World of Warcraft type of thing. Right. And there, there's nothing against that. I mean, there's they're interesting things, but the cutscenes for that yeah. are really, really well done. Oh, yeah. And they're th like, they're almost like these little movies and like the lightsaber fights that you get in those were like amazing. And I think they're, I think in that first one, the first cutscene, there's like a, they have like a bounty hunter, you know, and he's got that whole cowboy esque thing going on. Right. And he has to kind of, he was being arrested, but turns out he kind of has to like something happens and he has to like help them out. And you see him like slow motion, you know, shooting his blast. You know, he's got, he's got a blaster in each hand mm -hmm. and taking out these Sith troopers. And I like that a lot. Right. That's another thing. Uh, you had recently showed me, what was that uh, Star Wars thing that was the black and white? Oh, the uh, Star Wars Visions. Star Wars Visions. Yeah, that kind of, I'd like to see some similar things with that, that, you know, if it were to involve Jedi, again, from a different time period, these kind of smaller, more contained stories of, you know, a Jedi that's, off on one of their missions from the council yeah. in some faraway galaxy. And, you know, they're uh, primarily, you know, trying to keep their cover, you know, and do some intel gathering, some kind of investigative work, maybe some kind of like, yeah, investigator uh, storyline, kind of a, a Sherlock Holmes aspect, but from a Jedi's perspective. But, you know, every now and then he kind of encounters, um, you know, some bad thugs or something and has to, you know, pulling the lightsaber from time to time, but yeah, I think that would be really cool. I think, um, there, there was, I, I, yeah, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is the, like the daredevil Netflix series. Okay. Yeah. I never really watched that, but it was really good, but something kind of that sort of thing where you have like this, you know, two storyline sort of deal, the, the outside of the superhero and inside the superhero thing, but 
that dichotomy of the Jedi of being kind of the undercover diplomatic, you know, representative, but then also, you know, a, a Jedi Knight as well. Yeah. Well, they do that some. There's another cartoon series that came out. It's like Tales of the Jedi that's very recent. I don't think you've seen either. Mm-hmm. And they do that a little bit because we get to see um, there's some stuff with Yaddle, right? The oh, other yeah. Yoda species Jedi. There is um, some stuff with like Qui Gon where he's the apprentice to Count Dooku. That's uh, that's what I want to see. I just want to see more Qui Gon stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. That, the, you should watch that. Then it's actually really really good. They, yeah, they, it's like. Uh, but I guess Liam Neeson's not getting any younger. No, and it'd be hard to do. But they, de-age him like all the rest of the actors. <laughs> just make a. Let's just. Well, let's just do like one of those like pseudo animated things. Like what was it? Wasn't like a Final Fantasy or something like that. Wasn't there a movie like that that was just all realistic looking people, mm. but they were. It was still all animation. Could have been. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, if you guys, if it was, tell us and tell me how dumb I am. Yeah. But um, the one. The, the, the Tales of the Jedi is really neat because you kind of see where Count Dooku is. Um, you see, kind of see where Count Dooku is like, he's struggling with stuff, right? And he just wants to get things done. And then when stuff happens to Qui-Gon, you kind of see that push him over the edge. I saw somebody um, make a super cut of like that Star Wars vision cartoon. And then into when like Count Dooku has Obi-Wan and like the, the Ray shield mm. on Geonosis, you know, when he's talking oh, yeah. to him and he's like, I wish Qui-Gon was here right now. I could really use his, you know, help. And Obi-Wan's like, he would have never joined you. And it's like this super cut from the star Wars, you know, from the Jedi visions yeah. or, you know, tales of the Jedi cartoons. And it was like a really well done thing. I like it when, I like it when fans kind of like, you know, weave those things together right, and do those things. I, you know, for me, just like you said, there the Jedi itself is such an interesting order. And I loved one of the things I loved about the prequels was there were so many of them. I mm-hmm. liked seeing that. Yeah. And I, I remember being obsessed with the first one, just like who's the pilot of that red ship that landed on the, you know, who gets, you know, shields up and gets killed mm-hmm. immediately. Like the first person to die in a star Wars show, right? Mm-hmm. Him and the other guy, I was obsessed with like, how did that, you know, they were like Republic security forces or something like that. I was obsessed with them when I was a kid. Like to see some see some misadventures of Plo Koon. Oh my god! <laughs> I, yeah. Oh man! I know you love that. My boy Plo Koon. Pour one out for him, y'all. Yeah. Did it, we ever actually see him die? Uh, we see that there was like an explosion or something, wasn't there? In a ship. It's just like it's yeah, but it would be bad if he lived through <laughs> it, you know? Because one can only hope. One can only hope, you know. I mean, he was pretty cool. He was old too. Yeah. Like he was super old. Um, which is weird because apparently his species doesn't live that long. We're getting a little too nerdy now. Maybe anyway. <laughs> we can, we can go into like a whole thing, but you know, I, I would love to see old Republic. I want to see a Sith or Jedi struggling with their humanity, with their, um, with the light in the dark, but I want it to be like more, want it to pull on me more you know i want it to like rip my heart out right right that's what i'm after you know and i think there are some storylines that have done that where there's like people have gone from like good to bad then kind of eventually to good right in the old republic series but those things where you especially with like the sith coming back you know or like korriban you know sith troopers entire like right you know bad guys but i when bad guys are more when when bad guys have a, a personality to them and they have a humanity and they have a reason for doing what they do. Right. It's hard to like hate them and it's also makes it when you more, see this when you see the stormtrooper go home at the evening to his family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, take the hat helmet off and sit on the dinner table. Andor has a little, like, kind of a little bit of that, oh. you know. That, that's what, you know, in Andor, there's a lot of, like, one of the POV characters is a internal, like, Imperial Security Bureau mm. um, officer. And seeing her, and she is phenomenal actress, but seeing her and, like, her struggle and, like, dealing with, like, even just the workplace issues, mm. you know. Like, there's, like, this internal struggle with just, like, another dude at work who keeps trying to steal her credit. And, 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 
you're like, come on, man, just be, but really she's a bad person, you know? Right. right. <laughs> we would be okay if like they all died, if it was like a Jedi killing them. Right. But, but you wouldn't if, think of anything but, twice about but it. But when it's her POV point of, like when it's her point of view and <laughs> she's struggling to get her reports in or like tr- she's trying to figure out, you know, who's stealing this Imperial equipment. And this guy's like, there's not a big thing. And she's kind of getting like gaslit by him. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, Hey, leave her alone. You know, she's cool. Right. But she's not, she's a bad person, at least right, right. now. You may have ordered the death of many innocent civilians. But. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, it, yeah. I would love to, yeah. I would love to see somebody like, I would love to see somebody go to Korriban. I think that would be interesting because we have all of this force, like all of this mm-hmm. Jedi lore, We've wrought really not uh, there's like Sith holocrons and stuff like that, but we've really not delved into like we've not seen something like a POV like long term thing like this is what the Sith believe right you know? where it's like hey maybe they maybe I guess this, this is why they believe what they believe right yeah it has some more media that dives into the Sith as a like a species type I, of thing and not just this thing that they talk about or this like basically a religion that they these new people follow but when it was more of a thing yeah that too because that is definitely a, a thing like you know for those who don't know the sith were they are originally like you know dark uh force attuned species from the planet of korriban and that's where the term like sith comes from and then people who turned to the dark side became part of the sith order but there were other there were other light side orders too, other than the Jedi. There are other dark side orders other than the Sith, like the witches of Dathomir, yeah. you know, who like in the Clone Wars and Rebels and all that. That like Darth Maul, like I think his mom is one of the witches of Dathomir, you know, mm-hmm. like that's how he got involved in the dark side. Interesting. And you know, post, you know, obviously he's in the Han Solo movie, so it's obvious, like you know. He's brought, he's been, he's still alive canon and he's still alive canon in Clone Wars. That's how they kind of like have, you know, he got betrayed by Darth Sidious. You know, he's kind of right. doing his own thing. He's out there, you know, just trying to live his best life with like robot legs. As you do. As you do. It's a tough life, but you gotta, you gotta make do one way or another. Yeah. But I mean, when you get the duel of the fates as your theme song, I mean, there's hardly a better one out there, man. It's so good. Isn't it? That, that while we're talking on the topic yeah i I will uh, give a shout out to of all the you know gripes that some people do have about stuff the music throughout all of the different mediums like it has had some of the best music when john williams hits you with the the duel of the fates right Mm -hmm. this is you know being a child right we see darth maul he's already fought qui-gon jinn with one lightsaber, like with the one lightsaber blade extended, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, oh, that's just a dude with a red lightsaber. And then the door is open. My dude's just standing there. My dude, Darth Maul, he's just standing there, head down. He takes the hair, you know, he takes the head back, his, his hood back, and we see the horns. Mm-hmm. We see all his tattoos and like all, you know, his skin color. Then he holds out the lightsaber and not one, but two blades come out. Which on that note, I hate, a little tangent i will say that it's widely known that that is one of the worst spoilers that ever happened in media yeah is they showed that in the trailer yeah i mean yeah that's gonna get people's attention but come on like again you know for people who like as you know children or something hadn't seen that or even like fans that was a mind-boggling thing you've got a double lighted double bladed lightsaber yes yeah it was in that moment yeah the second one comes out and you're like and you're like, oh, and then then we have the quad, like the chorus in the background mm. and John Williams building that up. And the prequels had amazing lightsaber battles, lightsaber fights, and nobody can argue that. And it's just the best. It was so good. You know, like for me, that was one of the big things in my childhood. My brother picked me up, you know, he picked me up from an event. I didn't want to be at with my dad, like a work event. Uh. He picked me up and drove me to Wichita, Kansas to a movie theater that was showing it and I got to watch it and uh, everybody, the other kids had already seen it. You know, I didn't get to see a lot of movies as a kid because yeah. we were too poor. Yeah. And it's one of those like theater memories. I'll never forget. Like I got a popcorn and soda. That was a big deal to me at yeah. the time. Cause we oh, didn't have sure. a lot of money. So I didn't get to go to a lot of things. And my brother was like eight years old. It is eight years older than me. So yeah. it was one of those things where seeing that 
seeing that movie in theaters, it did something for me and it set me on a course probably to where, why we're doing this now is yeah. because it instilled wonder in me. Same. And you know what, if the sequels or the Mandalorian or any of those things are instilling wonder in you, then I think, you know, good on them. I hope it is. I hope that the, the David Filoni or the John Farrows or whoever is doing directing, whatever, I hope that they, they think about that when they make them. And I hope that if you like them and it's instilling, like, you know, it's bringing some creativity to your mind or helps you relax that we, you enjoy it as well. I, I talked about my gripes, you know, but all in all, I still love it. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm glad it's here. I think, and we're only able to gripe about it because we care about it that, yes. you know, that much. Yes. You know, anything that you care deeply, deeply about, you're going to have opinions about it. But again, it's because you care so deeply about it. It's, it's like a, you know, like a football fan, you know, like the football fans, they, you know, or somebody like that, they, who has their team and they're like, like, I can't believe they picked up this player. I can't believe the coach did that, but they still have a million jerseys and they still wear right. the cheese head on their, you know, like they still wear like right. the green Bay Packers thing or wear the Eagles wings or whatever, you know, like they're, they're so into it. Right. And I think we're the same way. Like we, we have like, I still have a lightsaber sitting on my shelf you in do. there. Exactly. A nice one too. Yeah. And we, we, we have all of this and we're You're like, literally wearing a Star Wars shirt right now. I just noticed. Yeah, it is. It's, it's tropical theme. It's a good, it's, it's a beach themed, um, uh, stormtrooper, helmet. stormtrooper helmet. That's with awesome. Like a, yeah. With like a beach theme on the back. That's right. Um, and honest, I swear to God. I'm be hundred percent honest. I know you were that. I knew I was, but I didn't wear that because we were recording ah. this. I just wore it. I grabbed it today before I went to jujitsu and I've been wearing it, <laughs> you know. That's what I've been wearing. So that's funny. Okay. Speaking of duel of the fates. Oh, hey. oh. So um I we could talk about I think and I think there's some things we want to talk about like in depth later. Like I think we'll talk about certain games. And I think we could even oh, movie sure. breakdowns, especially after you've seen a couple of the series that you've you've not been able to you yeah, know, just because of life. But um, check out The Mandalorian today. Tell us what you think about it. We'll have like an Instagram thing up for it. And we want to hear what you think about it. We'll have it up tomorrow probably. Tell us what you think about it. And tell us what you want to see. What do you want to see for Star Wars in the future? Right. Are there any particular type of games? Maybe some remasters of old games that you might would like to see? Or, you know, potentially new, yeah, new ideas for movies or TV shows? Or... is there anything that you want your your hopefully your favorite podcasters to play and post something of? Also that too. Because we are open for suggestions. Real quick though, but you know, we're we're winding down here. I have something I want to know, and I, I legitimately don't know the answer to this, even though we've been best friends for a long time. What would be your choice? Like what kind of lightsaber would you choose? Would you choose like oh. would you choose one lightsaber? Would you choose two lightsabers? Would you choose a double bladed lightsaber? What color? And like, which of those options would you have? Would you rather have one in each hand, you know, like one, like one two handed one or one, right. or one double bladed one? Oh, uh, of all the questions to just randomly drop on me without any prior warning. Yeah. I'm sorry. We mm. really don't script our shows. So no. it's, it's really just us rambling. Uh, it would, the color would be green. Okay. Green's a good color. The color of the Jedi counselor. Okay. Um, I've always liked Again, I like the 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 mannerism and the uh, the kind of aura that Qui Gon portrayed. You know, the the very wise, but still calm, but could still get work done. You know, Finita too. Um, that was always kind of one of my favorite type of Jedi thematics versus like the the Sentinel of the Night kind of thing. Um, so I, I'd, it would probably be green. Um, what type though that's the thing i've seen some like pictures of some crazy lightsabers out there like whip well, whip lights sure I'm, I'm, I'm not even going there i'm saying would you yeah. you know the the three most common thing ones we see is yeah. you know you're holding it like a samurai sword yeah. you've got one in each hand like ahsoka or whatever right or are you doing going to go darth maul or double blade. it would in that case it would probably it'd probably be just the single the the duelist okay yeah i, I like the the significance of of the, the beam, the one beam just coming out. I also don't know that I'm coordinated enough to do two. And I would probably chop my legs off with a double bladed. Well, in the, in, in, this, in, in this scenario, I'm a well-trained Jedi. You're a well-trained Jedi <laughs> and hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if anything too, the, you know, the single hilt is a little easier to conceal. Ooh, that's true. Mm. That is true. I would just go with one short lightsaber. 
Yoda <laughs> like a Tonto head. one? Yeah, like, like a, a yeah. Yoda sized lightsaber. Yeah. Like a, a, so a, so you're going with dagger, like a like a little Yoda <laughs> dagger. Like a little Yoda lightsaber dagger. This was green too. So yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. I think I thanks for asking, yeah, Josh. I think I think I would like to go with a you know, could could you, you've made some lightsabers in video games. Yeah. Probably. Can I have a double blade lightsaber with one two different color blades? Can I have a kyber crystal that well, controls each So blade? there's uh for instance, we saw on Darth Maul's that when it was chopped in half, one half could still operate independently. Ooh, that's true. So that signifies that there are it there are two and you could even ignite them differently. So there are two independent uh lightsabers connected at the hilts, indicating there are two kyber crystals in them. And thus you could have two different colors in there. There I think there even was a game at some point that you could change the colors on both sides. Yeah, so you could have two different colors on there. So in my top 10 video games, I talked about Plo Koon and Jedi power battles and he had orange lightsaber. And I'm really sad that they made his blue in the, in the TV series. Uh, yeah. Cause like Mace one do have purple, which is, which is dope. Right. But why not? Why not a, why not a orange? One? Like you red, I mean, red, blue, green, and yellow are kind of the staples. And then you have the purple Mace one do, but mm-hmm. then, then I guess there's the dark saber. But outside of that, it's it's about it that you ever see in anything. But yeah. every now and then you will see like the orange show up in something, which I, is awesome. That's what I think I would be. I would think I would have a double bladed because I want to be able to do that with my hat. I want to have my hood up and be like, toss it back behind <laughs> me and be like, and then like one lightsaber blade extends. Yes, keep going, Josh. And the other one comes out and I'm holding it out in front of me and I begin to spin it. And then like I throw it behind my back and I do like the little, almost like, you know, ninja, like come here, like, you know, like a little hand motion. The the Neo move. The Neo, the Neo, like, you know, just waving the fingers, waving the fingers, waving them on. And yeah, that would be me. I can see it. I like that a lot. That would be pretty. I know. I just, we just did a whole thing about two different colors and I went with just straight up orange, but you were just curious. I was just curious. I was like, well, do I want a green and blue one? No, you know what? If it's, if it's not even possible, then you you might not even think about it. So yeah, for me, I would go straight up orange. I would go with the Plo Koon just because, you know, when I put myself into Jedi stuff, you know, when you played KOTOR, you know, Knights of the Old Republic, you probably chose, you get to choose your lightsaber blade. I'm assuming you could, you could change the, the colors and customize them and everything. Yeah, exactly. So I think for me, I would, go with what I grew up with which is Jedi power battles Plo Koon you know triangle triangle throw them through a you know yes. swipe down and then swipe up there you go alrighty well I think that'll wrap it up for this uh, week's episode go watch the Mandalorian uh, tell us what you think about it and uh, follow us on all of our social media pages at GeekyTC Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and our YouTube page. And don't forget to go to our Patreon. Yes. GeekyTC Podcast. And yeah, that's patreon.com slash GeekyTC Podcast. And you know what? Why don't you guys become part of the crew? Yes. Join our crew. Uh, help us fight off the Sith. Because geeks fight better together. They do. All right. Keep geeking out. <laughs>